0: It's show 44 of the RIM Pro Report. Today, Jay Morton of ScanVenture Technologies and of course the weekly news. This show is sponsored exclusively by our good friends at O'Neill Software. As I've mentioned before, the 2011 Strategic Partner Conference is fast approaching. Ian Thomas earlier this week announced the speakers and they'll include Gail Bisbee, Jez Tibbetts, And Richard Harris, if you don't know those names, you should, and you should listen to them too. Registration and hotel booking is available now for the September 14th to 16th conference. I'm going to be there. Are you? To learn more about the conference, you can visit o'neilsoft.com. Well, there won't be any mulligans today, so uh, let's tee off.
1: Welcome to the Rim, Rim, RIM Pro Reports, the one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Bustling with news, views, here's what I believe, and the latest updates, That's just a, this show is full of interesting information, stories, Yes. important product and service reviews, Yes. and a cast of industry characters included, yes! <laughs> record center operators, shred and destruction vendors, media and electronic vaulters, scanner and imaging providers take note this show is for you now here's your host tom adams
0: bop, bop. yep we're back we're back and you're back and i'm back and we Wow, I have a great show for you today. I really do. Before we get there, though, I'm happy to announce we've got a new producer and summer intern for the show, Alex Ross. Alex Ross, behind the glass, thanks for being a part of the show this week and for all your hard work. Hey, I'm really excited to also have an interview with Jay Morton, who's the CEO and founder of Scan Ventures Technology. I had a chance to see a demo he gave earlier in the week about his scanning technology, and frankly, I was blown away. So I said to him uh, during that uh, demo, I said, I, I, I got to heavy on the show and let everybody else know what you're doing because I think it is so cool. And I know the entire RIM world is really, even, uh, even shred-only companies are really exploring the scanning world and realizing how important it is in our business model, in whatever RIM function you're in. And frankly, this technology concept is the best one I've seen in a while. And it it does something that I, I haven't seen anyone else do, and I just knew I had to tell you about it. So we're going to be calling him shortly to chat about it. And, you know... Uh, I, I don't even think I can believe it, but you're not going to believe who decided to stop by the show today and just hang out with us in the studio all the way from Hollywood. And I, I'm not even talking Hollywood, California, which, you know, from San Diego is just up the road aways. I'm talking about another Hollywood, the one in Northern Ireland, and you're not going to believe it. It's Rory McIlroy, the winner of the 2011 U S open. Hey Rory, thanks for coming on the show today. It means the world. Oh, Oh, man. Well, I'm glad it means the world. And I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened with that microphone. I'm going to have to get that uh, cleaned up a little bit here. Let, let me. Um, all right. Hopefully that's better. Man, I'm so glad you took the time to come here and hang with us and be on the RimPro Report. It was kind of cool last Sunday to watch as you walked down the 18th green at the U.S. Open after your tee shot. And you had this smile that seemed so powerful. It must have felt so incredibly good in that moment. You know, you're the youngest winner since 1923 of the U.S. Open. Even Tiger is saying you're you're a star. How cool is that?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if it's just because I'm playing so well, but I feel as if... The majority of the population on Earth would
1: trade places with me.
0: Well, after that when i trade places with you. And, you know, if you want to come and do the show on a weekly basis, uh, man, I'd, I'd, I'd love that.
2: You know, I can't really let it get into my head. <laughs>
0: You don't need to let it get into your head. I'm just so happy you took the time to come and and hang out with me today. You know, you're doing what a lot of other real leading celebrities do. They just come out and hang at the Rim Pro Report. How does it feel to get all this media attention? You
1: no, know, it'll probably take a little bit of time to sink in, um, but just to to sit here, you know, it's a great feeling.
0: Well, you know, that's what all the celebrities say. To sit in on the Rim Pro Report, hey, it's a great feeling. I'm I'm glad you enjoy being here, and I I'm really. Glad you're here. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, it just gives me it gives me goosebumps.
0: Oh, uh, I get goosebumps, too, every time I do the Room Pro Report. Because you know what? There's such a cool audience that's listening to the show. And, you know, there's kind of a unique electricity here in the studio. It's 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 kind of electric. And I just don't mean all those loose wires that maybe were causing the microphone issues a little bit earlier. have to get the intern working on that. Well, the press part of this must be kind of overwhelming, though. I know coming here is different. It's kind of relaxing. But wow, you are really dealing with the media well, even especially after your your Augusta kind of meltdown.
2: I'm very happy with the way I'm swinging it, you know, happy with the way I'm hitting
0: it. Well, you're swinging it and hitting it well with the press. So keep it up, man. Hey, I want to thank you for taking the time again today to to be here. Uh, I'm glad you're sitting in. And not to be rude, but, you know, I, I got to get to the news and the show could go on if we did too much extra but are you okay to just hang and chill
2: i enjoy it to be honest um you know it would be nice just to to get a little bit more time to myself
0: well you can have a little bit more time for yourself right now so just to confirm you and i are heading out to tory pines a little later to play around i know you're eager to play around with me so it's only five minutes from the studio here i think it'd be fun to go and you know hit a few balls around
1: yeah i can't wait um you know it's not so far away right
0: it's not so relax a little bit while i get into the news oh the news i like the news besides the big win that rory you just you had last uh, weekend here here's what's happening in the rim industry world hey Access announced the thirty-first 31st, their thirty-first 31st rim-based acquisition. They bought Certified Records and Management in Portland, and that's a another acquisition for them in uh, the Northwest area. And they have a really solid presence now uh, across the uh, the Western part, and are, are significantly placed in places like Madison and Atlanta. And uh, congratulations to Rob and the entire team at Access. That was the only big uh, sort of industry insider news. Cintas looks like they've opened a new record center in the southwest corner of London, England. That's in Hanworth. It's called Uh, The record center is really going to be used for two key purposes, obviously to store standard records boxes, but they are making a deliberate and significant push in scan on demand related stuff and are going to use that particular location to be a real scan on demand facility. So congratulations to Cintas in their UK operation. The stuff related to what's going on in terms of data breaches, and that just keeps growing. This is crazy. Staples in Canada has just breached Canadian privacy law by not actually wiping customer data off laptops and storage devices returned by customers before reselling them. Can you believe this? The Canadian Privacy Commissioner has discovered this, and it includes banking information, tax records, social insurance numbers, health cards, passport numbers, all kinds of stuff. And this was just pulled from 54, a random 54 uh, data storage devices uh, out of more than 150 to be resold by Staples. The Privacy Commissioner obviously is uh, making waves about that one. Uh, Dropbox, online file storage service Dropbox accidentally turned off all their password authentication for its 25 million users earlier this week. It was about four hours, it lasted uh well, they're saying it was less than one percent of those accounts were actually accessed during the period but they're still investigating whether any of these accounts were improperly accessed dropbox blamed the problem on a flawed software update and says the error is now officially fixed you know i love dropbox it's one of our favorite tools in our business work with our clients a lot on that one let's hope this doesn't happen again The Obama administration's push to create a national standard for when and how banks and other companies must notify customers of data breach appears to be gaining momentum. Uh, Tuesday this week, financial services representatives told a Senate panel they would support the White House's proposal, which would, among other things, combine a patchwork of 47 state laws on the issue into a federal standards. Lawmakers and, and a lot of people have criticized Citigroup for waiting nearly a month to disclose their most recent breach the bank said it discovered the breach on may 10th during routine maintenance but didn't actually begin to say anything until june 3rd i can't believe that cyber attacks are becoming more frequent and severe and the vast majority of businesses have suffered at least one data breach in the past year a ponemon institute survey says this is quite an interesting survey. According to the survey, 77% of respondents say attacks have been more severe and more difficult to prevent in the last 12 to 18 months, while 78% of respondents say attacks are even more frequent. This is this is pretty amazing. It just keeps happening and happening. The wave of this stuff is, is growing. The cost of 55% of the breaches was between 250000 and a million bucks, with 19% saying the cost was more than that, and 16% saying they couldn't determine what their breaches actually cost. The three top causes of security breaches are, number one, insider abuse, number two, malicious software downloads, and malware is the third one from a third-party website. You know what Our services offer in the RIM community is the ability to protect them from at least one of those, the insider abuse, uh, is really creating a methodology in a way either through shredding, through off-site storage, through offsite data protection to really support uh, companies with their issues in terms of insider abuse. Employee laptops were the most common endpoint from which security breaches occurred. That was 34% and that was followed by mobile devices and then corporate desktops. So, a uh, great and interesting survey. And I think these surveys are really tools that you need to use to go back into your prospect base and talk about them and make sure they're aware of how critical it is to be secure. Speaking of attacks, there have been big issues in the online world this week. We've seen a lot of clients of ours, uh, their hosting services hit by distributed denial of service attacks that are wreaking havoc. Uh, Network Solutions is one of the largest domain name uh, companies, but it also does tons of hosting and they've been one of the largest targets and a lot of clients have had real issues with that. Finally, uh, Shreddit. Uh, has commissioned a fairly large public opinion poll using Ipsos Read, which is a survey company in Canada, to conduct this survey called the Information Security Tracker, and they'd done this in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. The purpose of the survey was to gain insight into the information security policies and procedures among small business These businesses were randomly selected in um, different markets across those three countries and were surveyed on the frequency of their security audits, their protocols for storing and disposing of data and document destruction practices. Now, what they learned in this survey was kind of interesting, too. Although 78, almost 79% of the U.S. respondents admitted that they were aware of the legal requirements of storing and disposing confidential data, 31% of them never trained their staff on their company's information security procedures and protocols. And of the company survey, 35% said they had absolutely no protocol in place for storing and disposing of confidential data. Uh, U.S. respondents said keeping business information was was critically important. Almost 100% said that. And actually having secure data destruction or document destruction policies in place was important. 90% said that. But here's the kicker. More than half, 55% of the organization said they did not actually offer locked consoles to dispose of documents. Um, you think there's opportunity? Uh, thanks to ShredIt for creating a, a really great survey that you should be using in your business. Hey, and uh, I should mention just in passing, uh, Patrick DeVries of DeVries Business Services in Spokane, Washington, uh, looks like a superstar on the uh, cover of SDB Magazine this month. A nice cover shot. Uh, he looks like a movie star. So that's, that's a great article. Pick up the, you'll probably get it sent to your front door, the latest issue of SDB Magazine. And if not, you get and check it out online so you know that's the news this week if you've got any news to share with us please let us know we want to pass it on i am now going to get jay on the line and i am as i said really looking forward to this opportunity to talk to jay it'll be a good one hang on we'll see if we can get him <laughs> I am really pleased today to have Jay Morton on the line. Jay is the founder and CEO of Scan Venture, and I, I think this conversation, if you're in any way doing scanning, can probably help you more than you even imagined. Uh, Jay's been in business more than twenty years, done healthcare sales, he's uh, all aspects of marketing, sales, business development, distribution models, and sales programs. Uh, So a lot of stuff, but he understands scanning and understands medical really well. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. Jay, are you on the line?
2: Absolutely. I sure am. Thank you, Tom, for having me.
0: Uh, it's It's a pleasure. I learned about your stuff a few weeks ago and I was really intrigued by it. And uh, before we kind of get into what Scan Venture Technologies uh, is about and what you guys do uh, and what's so unique about it, let's first sort of make sure I understand who you are and where you're coming from. Tell me a little bit of your story that leads you to be in the world you're in today.
2: Okay, absolutely. I hope to not bore anybody with this story, but uh, it does have some meaning. Um, yeah. I came from the medical, as you just alluded to it a few minutes ago. I've been in the business 20-something years selling at all aspects of healthcare. And in the last seven years, I had the opportunity to really pursue the selling and de- deploying of technology, specifically okay. electronic medical record systems, and selling from some of the top uh, EMR companies in, in the country. And, and quite frankly, I found myself always in that p- predicament at the end of the cell when they were signing the dotted line on, Going forward with the acquisition and the rollout implementation of the equipment, they always wanted to know who's going to get my old chart, my old paper chart that I've been using for the last 30 years, and get that into my EMR system because I just can't, as a physician, walk around with a laptop in one hand and a paper chart in the other and still chart and see my patients and provide that kind of level of patient care. And it was the uh, one last last deal that I sold and. The physician said, I just can't move forward, Jay. I just can't. we got to get these charts in. There's no way. And I I, you know, reluctantly obliged my services, my wife's services. And we started scanning and found out that there was absolutely a gigantic need in the imaging of files and bringing them to the EMR and hence started really the, the company ScanMD, which was primarily the focus of electronic EMR integration, paper in, integration into your EMR system. So that's how I got in the business.
0: Okay so the the evolution of what you call ScanMD and what is I think now ScanVenture Technologies but it it came really out of this dilemma that people had in integrating e- EMR and the old file system and the old structure they used
2: Yes sir that's correct that's absolutely right you know historically most EMR systems electronic medical register systems or EHR systems are sometimes are called are great clinical database or repository systems. They're made to manage clinical values, problems, your medication lists, your, your past visits, that kinds of information. You know, that's always applicable toward that meaningful use and moving toward a you know, high tech stimulus. But what they are inherently is a, is a system that lacks the fundamentals to really merge large amounts of paper, and I'm talking predominantly medical records, which can be hundreds and hundreds of pages, move those information into a system in some kind of format that makes them structured or makes that data readily available to the doctor to help him, you know, actually chart his notes and do his patient care. So where they lack in the document imaging, I saw that there was a gigantic opportunity there because, you know, there's rumors that they were sitting on trillions and trillions of paper charts in a format and less than 30% 30% of physicians have bought an EMR. They're, they're perceived a, a, a huge problem, in, which I thought was a great opportunity.
0: So the problem from your perspective is not the EMR systems. It's the capacity for the person, the doctor, the physician, the nurse who's dealing with the patient on the front lines is really integrating the EMR with the, the way that they do business every day.
2: Yes, sir. That's correct. Uh, you know, you move from a paper system. Doctors have have been using, which I consider the most organized structure, the most commonly used standard or methodology for managing information, and that's a tab format. If you ever look at a paper chart, they're color tabs. And so everybody in their staff knows that if I get some information in here for patient John Doe and it's a lab and it says lab, it should go in the lab tab. That's pretty simple and self-explanatory. Well, in a Neomar system, there's a heck of a lot of first imaging the file into the EMR system, okay, that's a, it's a database repository, right. and then indexing it, indexing it by what kind of document is it and what's the data service and where does this specifically need to go in this database so that I can manage this information. So from a physician who's used paper system forever to now go into a tree or a directory system to try to find this information which may or may not have been indexed correctly, becomes a very big daunting task in a problem.
0: Okay, so l- let's back let's back up and kind of come at this from a different angle. Y- you you've got this history of EMR EHR uh, doing some scanning work. Uh, obviously you've built a solution. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but, but let's, let's go to where most people live out there. And, and this is what I see. Cause I talk to people in this industry every day. Uh, scanning is something everybody agrees and admits is where things are going, even in, uh, obviously in, in the medical field. Uh, The dilemma is there seems to be this roadblock that everybody's hitting, which is how how do we do this stuff? We can't really we can't really be the ones selling the EHR system or the EMR system. At the same time, uh, you know, people on the ground are trying to how do you do this? So to me, there's huge amounts of problems. There's sort of this scary part of getting into this uh, with the HIPAA and high tech and all the related issues. And there's a lot of struggle to it. Is is that was that your experience or has that been your experience?
2: Uh, without a doubt. Um, I, I came from an EMR technology side, not from an imaging perspective. And so I got in it thinking I knew everything about the EMR and knowing nothing about the imaging side. And I learned pretty quickly uh, how little I do know about this industry and hmm. how many mistakes I made. I made tremendous mistakes. And we learned... Um, there were terrible lessons, but they were lessons that helped us move forward to developing the technology that we've developed today, which eliminates these risks and these mistakes, and more importantly, gets the information to the customer in a format the customer wants. So without a doubt, we learned the hard way that this is a very, very tough business to get into. It's not like scanning an 8 and a half by 11 you know, a legal document or right. just an insurance document. We're talking about multiple different types of paper, thicknesses, you know, with staples, paper clips, tapes, I mean, we're talking rhythm strips, imaging reports, and studies done in all high def res- resolution. We're talking about multiple formats somehow got to be scanned into whether a format that's acceptable by the EMR, and that becomes in itself a major problem.
0: Okay, so let's talk. You're, you, you've you built this company. You leave the the EMR world selling that stuff, and you, you discover there's a need to figure out how to scan this stuff. And so you start scanning, and that's ScanMD, right? That's the, yes, that, sir. The, so you start scanning. So as you're doing that and you're making all these mistakes and figuring out all this stuff, a uh, light bulb starts going off in your head. Tell me about the light bulb moment. Yeah,
2: absolutely. What we found what we we're scanning out there is that majority of the EMR systems out there take either a JPEG or a TIFF file, which are graphical format files. Okay, You, yeah. you can provide some metadata in a TIFF, but typically nobody gets any metadata, so it's just an image that's going into a system. So right. uh, there's a problem in itself. So we started saying, well, that doesn't make sense. What happened? A doctor really wanted to go out and know when was the last time he did a knee injury and what was What were some of the circumstances around that knee injury, and what was the medication that was applicable to that knee surgery? Well, you can't do that in an image file, right? Okay, can't do that. There's no way to store that. So we said, well, there's got to be a way to incorporate a portable document format or some kind of searchability within the document that makes it easy for for people, staff, resources, and specifically, excuse me, the physician to find this information. So we started finding out. Well, gosh, if we start to adopt some of the portfolio formats of the PDF document by being able to create structure or segmentation within a PDF, man, what what would this turn out to be? And it was kind of the aha moment when we finally, about 15 months in development, created and replicated a tab structure. Basically, the same color tabs that you see in a paper chart, in a physician paper chart they've been looking at for 30 years, we replicated in a PDF document. And unlike a bookmark PDF where it only gets you the front of it and doesn't tell you when you end, it absolutely is documents. Those documents reside behind that tab, and it makes it completely searchable by tab and segment. So that was kind of our big aha moment.
0: So the big aha is create tab structure that actually connects to what these people are used to dealing with every day anyways.
2: Yes, sir. That's correct. You know, If, if you've been looking at a paper chart for 28 years, yep. you're an internist, And you know, when you open a chart, you can do it with your eyes closed. You know the sixth tab on the left is a yellow tab called labs or uh, imaging studies. Right. Well, if you go into a a database system, uh, like an EMR system, well, that goes away. It's all a structured directory system. So there is no left and right, and there's no colors. It's just structured based on alphabetized index that you've created, or the EMR company is standardized and created. Well, well, that doesn't really work for doctors because I need to know what's in the labs. I need to know that, you know, when I gave aspirin, it was actually Advil or ibuprofen. I, I need to know that specific structured data information so that we. So we said, why don't we just go ahead and replicate what is really today the most successful organizational structure, and that is color tabs and sections, and build it into a PDF, which has now become the most widely used standard format scanning format doc and document storage format known in the country
0: so you have this light bulb moment and then you go and start talking to your clients who you're scanning for at the time well what are they saying
2: well at first we didn't have this technology we couldn't figure it out right. we filled for 15 months solid i mean we had a i had a slew of programmers and started off with 15 and ended with three um which now we have down to our two, but basically nobody could figure it out. It's wow. very difficult. The great thing that we got going for us is Adobe doesn't own PDF anymore, so that allowed us to really play with some of the code and, and create some kind of, you know, organization and graphical interfaces within these documents. We couldn't figure it out. It was finally right. we, so we were just showing people what you could do in a portfolio format, and they were buying it. It still wasn't structured like they're used to, but it was still better than a straight-up PDF scan or a bookmark PDF, and a lot better than a graphical file because they can now search for a specific information. And when we finally were able to, I remember the first cardiology office that I presented to, I showed us. listen, we've already packaged all your 10,000 charts, you know, 10,000 charts of 200 pages each. We had, you know, we had gigs and gigs of chart scanned in this format. And I said, I have to meet with you. So I had a meeting with the staff, the CEO, doctors, and I said, I want to show you the, what we just invented and see what you want to do. And when, I, when I showed them that, they they looked at me, and they were blown away. They're like, hey, this is unbelievable. Uh-huh. We want all our 10000 like this. I don't care what else it costs us. I don't care if it takes us another three months. This is what we have been used to looking at. And at that point, I knew that we had a system that everybody could understand. Everybody gets, and now it's just a question of, they know what format and fashion they want it to look like, but where do they want it next? And that's where we started building on our applications and solutions.
0: So at the end of the day, what you have now is, and so since that point you have obviously developed and developed and developed and tested and, and sort of proven some kind of, of model. But, you know, I have to say I, I took a look at your your simple demo and I was blown away. It, it to me is, is something that, makes so much logical sense. It's, yes, you know, the the world is changing, everything's going digital, but when you align digital with what people are used to and comfortable with and what they, they have used on a regular basis, light bulbs go off. It makes so much sense.
2: Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And that's exactly what we hear from our customers. I mean, we literally now, our customers are... Asking for. They're demanding for this. I mean, what's the point of having any other kind of file format today when they can have their beautiful color tabs in the format just as they've been using forever? I don't care what industry it is. And I know we talk a lot about medical, but it's applicable to everybody that uses some kind of tabs or Avery labels or any other kinds of document separator sheets. They get our system. And, and at that point in time, we said, Aha, we, this is, can be really used with all verticals, all industries, but healthcare today. Truly, I mean, the minute they see you, it's not this blank stare of I don't get it. It's how come I haven't seen this before and how do we move forward with this? End? So at that point in time, we decided instead of being a, fulf- a fulf- uh, um, conversion fulfillment. company, yeah. a fulfillment company, and that is scanning documents and providing these things, why don't we provide this technology out to our partners, our partners to be. These companies out there that are continually supporting scanning imaging for their customers and hospitals and doctors, let us help them be successful because we really think we have a, a technology that allows them to do this in a large volume.
0: Okay, so uh, you, you've you scanned Venture Technologies then is the software development company and the 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 company that you formed out of ScanMD. So you're no longer actually doing the, the day-to-day scanning kind of stuff.
2: Yes, sir, that's correct. we we stepped away from that and decided we want to put all our technology resources and our and our people all toward building technologies and enhancing what we have today, which is the simplified approach of managing documents, and then help them either create those single sign-ons, those integration tools with third-party uh, applications like EHRs and EMRs or ECMS. or many of the m- multiple acronyms out there of da- data and document management systems. We We think our PDS should be the standard, will be the standard. It's just now we know what customers want in this format. Now let's help our partners, these fulfillment and conversion companies, deliver these these solutions to their customers. So we're 100% software development support, and, uh, and we've built some applications around really manipulating these PDS by creating other tabs and renaming and scanning, all those things. But we are not, as you just said, we are not in the... Scanning,
0: conversion, business. Industry. Okay, cool. Okay, so another big question, and you kind of alluded to it there briefly, but the the world is kind of, especially the medical world, is moving into EHR and EMR systems. And so your partner group, the people that actually use your technology for their clients, uh, are they selling EMR then? Or what, what, what does your product allow them to do uh, as it relates to EMR systems?
2: Absolutely. Very good question. No, there is very few of the partners that we talk to, our target market are actually out there pushing electronic macro records. I mean, the last, last word I heard on the street, there was over 450 EMR companies. That wow. just seems like a very, a very ugly business to get into to try to compete against companies that are billion-dollar funded. Right. So a technology that we're all chasing the same thing, which is the carrot versus the stick, and the carrot representing the stimulus, $44,000, $64,000, meaningfully used stimulus money, yeah. and the carrot is the penalty of the back end. I don't really want to be in that side. I want to be in the side of helping doctors, and we're specifically talking about healthcare helping right. doctors rid that space, all that unwanted storing and managing of paper charts, that daunting task of walking around the laptop in a paper chart and trying to manage patient care. You know, the risk associated, you mentioned HIPAA, well, yeah, there's a lot of HIPAA risks associated with managing paper, okay? And, you know, patients need to know who's been in my record. You can't do that in a paper format. So our goal is to help the physician from an from a ROI perspective reduce that, that cost and that liability by merging that information, whether it's trickled into the EMR system or it's just sitting in their own server. But that's our goal.
0: Okay, so you work through partners, and obviously the people listening to this show are partner-type uh, prospects for you. Um, so how, how do you work with a partner? How does a partner engage with you in terms of, of taking your technology, your unique technology, and putting it out in the marketplace? Give me a sense of if, if you have a partner, what are they doing? What are they selling? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely as you alluded to earlier, uh, we're looking for the partners who are storing are already in that space of imaging and converting files. Uh, they may or may not sell some kind of technology component, meaning some kind of database solution to manage the information. If so, great. That works fantastic for us well. Uh, we haven't done really well with those organizations that sell EMR first and then want to have this on the back end because they, they're really trying to sell lots of boxes and systems. We're looking for somebody to provide solutions, and and a solution provider to me is that person who really comes up with some very creative, uh, really financially uh, awarding positions and programs for their clients, and I'm talking physicians, how to reduce some of their costs, eliminate some of their risk, and whether it's a scan on demand or, or just a complete conversion into a format they want, and then, of course, Do you want this information in your EMR? Do you want it connected to a solution to find this stuff? We can. But we want to help our partners out in the field. And this is a very new program. I just got a minute, Tom. We only have a few partners because we just started rolling this out. But we're looking for people that really want to grow their business. We really think we can help them grow their business and provide a very unique solution to their end user that they're going to win some business without a doubt. And I think our systems, because... As we talked about earlier, I made lots of mistakes, hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes doing things wrong. Yeah. And we've built systems around how to make it right. So we have perfected the medical record scanning business. We've perfected it down to a, to a science. And we think we can deliver on those efficiencies, which will, one, win your business without a doubt. You're in a, if you're in a proposal with our solution with something else, you're going to win. And number two, we think we can actually improve on your processes, so you actually see more profitability in what you're doing. So our goal is to help our partners, whether it's advanced training, education, you know, some marketing, sales efforts. We want them to get out there because there are thousands upon thousands, just in Jacksonville alone, there's 1,700 physicians. Okay, 1,700 physicians, a large number of physician offices looking for information to be imaged, and it's only going to improve. It's only going to especially with this 2014-2015 cap and when, this market, when the stimulus money goes away for this high-tech and meaningful use, there is a gigantic opportunity in this business. And if anybody's ever tried to do it or everybody's thought about moving into it, I really, I really would welcome them to come take a look at our technology before they start in, investing in all this significant money into this high-level indexing to provide tips and PDFs, which, quite frankly, your EMR customers are
0: and it seems to me that if you have a medical figured out and you can do imaging at a medical level, then all the other stuff seems pretty easy.
2: Without a doubt. Um, I would say, you know, when you get into some of this redactions and some other things about, you know, proven OCR capabilities, I mean, some of these companies out there, I've met with some of them. They're just fantastic at that stuff. I'm not saying I want you to dump everything you're doing today. I just want you to say, Here's innovation. This is not commodity selling anymore. This is not me and thirty other people selling a tip file conversion we 're talking about uniqueness and our uniqueness are applicable to those customers are looking for solutions. Not everybody's yeah. going to want what we
0: want right right
2: and therefore, our customers, our partners now don 't have to pay for it unless they use it that 's the great thing about this program so it 's a win win for the partners. It's an absolute win for the customers, the end users, because they really love this stuff. Yeah. I mean, they get what they want to see, and it's pretty exciting. Actually, I I get up every morning jazzed to do what I do because people are so thrilled to see what we got going on.
0: Well, I I, I have to say that um, you know, doing the the short demo, I, I was really blown away, and as someone who you know, used to own a record center who used to be in the business. I I now serve many in the business, but to me, it just makes so much logical sense. And, you know, it would be my, you know, my, advice to anyone listening who's interested in what this technology has to offer is to is to get a hold of jay and and look at the demo and see what is actually happening we've i think he's explained it in a really good way but you kind of have to see it to to really understand it but i I think it makes that sort of gap between what emr systems and what the local doctor physician's office medical center are looking for a reality and makes a whole lot of sense so uh, kudos to you on pulling something really cool together
2: well thank you tom i really i really appreciate those nice comments and you know it's taken us a long time and uh you know i i love what i do i and i love presenting to customers and i absolutely now want to help multiple partners around the con- country deliver the same kinds of really amazing deliverables to their customers and win business because you know everybody's trying to get in the space now they see there's opportunity in imaging whether it's healthcare or legal or or insurance or HR, everybody's getting in the space. Yeah. And, but the problem is it's kind of becoming a commodity-driven business. And yeah. Unfortunately, if, if you've been in a while, you see that your margins now, that maybe you're, you're getting prevailing 14 cents an image or X dollar per project is now dropped dramatically. And uh, so now you got the only way to win this is to provide innovation. And that's what we have.
0: Yeah, very cool. Hey, uh, before... We've we've run through almost 25 minutes. I always like to ask a couple of interesting personal questions just for fun because it helps sure. me to know who you are a bit more. But a um, couple of questions: What's your favorite car? Uh,
2: without a doubt, uh, I just am a BMW fan.
0: Okay, right. seven five three.
2: Eight. I, I'm I'm a three series, even though I drive a Volkswagen. I am a three series uh, BMW fan.
0: Cool. If you could have done anything other than scanning in your life, what other profession might have you chosen?
2: believe it or not, law. Uh, my father was attorney. I wanted to pursue that. I just was a lousy student going through college <laughs> and uh, wish I wish I applied myself better, so absolutely law.
0: Hence, you became an entrepreneur.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: If you could have lunch with anyone you've never met but greatly admire, who would
2: that be? Uh, I'm very interested in meeting with Bill Gates. The guy's just amazing and the technology and and just how he continues to surprise our marketplace with some of the technologies built in. I, the more and more I get into this, I'm just, I'd love to have a lunch with him.
0: Cool. And uh, I, I, I know that just looking at your picture that that you're relatively young, but it looks like you're you're moving forward in life. And many of us, as we hit sort of the middle years, start looking at our bucket list of items. Uh, what's the current priority for you in terms of what you want to accomplish before you leave this mortal place?
2: Without a doubt, I'm a father, and that's the proudest moment in my life right now, my little daughter. So just helping her to be happy and really live life and, you know, see, let her see some of the things that I've seen. I'd love to travel and love to show her around this world. Uh, I think gain some appreciation of what's in this world. So that's probably my most important thing in my life that gets me up out of bed every day
0: very cool hey Jay it's been a pleasure I am. Uh, I, I, I hope people connect with you because I, I think what you're doing is, is incredibly cool and I think it answers a question that so many people have been asking so uh, I encourage people to, to touch base with you but thanks for being on the program today it was a pleasure to talk to you and continued success in your scanned venture technology venture
2: hey Tom once again thank you very much for having me and anybody please give me a call and have a great day Tom
0: cheers Hey, thanks again for listening this week. I'm really grateful that you were here. I'd like to thank Jay for taking the time to be with us too. In all the conversations I've had in the industry about scanning, this one makes such great sense to me. Uh, And I I really, all I can say is I encourage you to take a look at what he's doing because I feel like it fits a need that I keep hearing over and over again in the RIM business, which is we all believe scanning works. It's, It's, this is something that actually gives us an opportunity As it relates to the way we scan and what we provide clients, it seems to latch on, especially to those in the medical field. So if you need to contact him, his details are on the show website, uh, on the rimproreport.com telephone number and uh, link to his website as well as email address. I also want to thank you, Rory McIlroy, for coming on the show after your big win last weekend. It was really nice of you to grace us with your presence. I, I noticed you just kind of relaxed and enjoyed the show. But I guess my question to you is, are you ready to play golf? I think I neglected to mention that we're playing the Torrey Pines mini golf course. If we do the big one, I'll probably just drive the cart because I'm not much of a golfer little does he know i am pretty good at mini golf
2: yeah it's pretty pretty lofty expectations to live up to
0: (laughs) i know I know being the mini golf champion is, is really hard and I'm, I'd be happy to, to, you know, maybe spot you if you Anyhow, as we finish the show, let me remind you that this show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill software. They've got technical support and customer service team that you can count on and it includes a regional coverage in the Americas, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And you know, they're also in Asia Pacific. So if you want to count on a company, uh, Company in this industry that really has powerful coverage and support. Soft is your company. And like I said, you can get them at O'Neilsoft.com. Make sure you tune in next week for show number 45 of the Rim Pro Report. We're creeping up to a year at this. And so as always, that means we are out of here. Have a great week. We'll talk to you then. Bye.